What drives our behavior is instinctive reaction to pain and pleasure, not intellectual calculation. Intellectually, we may believe that eating chocolate may be bad for us, but we still go for it. Why? Because we're not driven so much but what, but what we intellectually know, but rather what we've learned to link pain and pleasure to in our nervous systems. It's our neural associations that the associations we've established in our nervous system that determine what we'll do. Although we'd like to believe it's our intellect that really drives us, in, the most, in most cases, our emotions, the sensations that we link to our thoughts, are what truly drive us. So knowing this, knowing that it's the emotion we attach to things, not the, the actual knowledge in our heads necessarily, you must be able to use that as a tool. The knowledge in our head is only power when we use it. So just it being up there doesn't help you a whole lot. It may help you in Jeopardy or whatever, but unless you put that knowledge into action, unless you focus on a task and use that knowledge you've accumulated through mentors, through books, through YouTube, whatever you're consuming, the things that you've accumulated and learned, you must put it into action. And when it comes down to those things that really dictate our life, our decisions, usually we subconsciously decide things. But it's important to train that brain of decision because, you know, in this book, um, Awaken the Giant Within, Tony Robbins, actually really, really good book. I wasn't sure how I thought about him, but incredible book, no matter what you think about him. Although he is kind of like a self-help guru, so to speak, I mean, he's a pretty amazing guy. He His life story is pretty insane. You know, he was a janitor, basically broke, poor, um, 10 years before he was flying around in a helicopter, landing on the tallest buildings and cities to deliver speeches. And, you know, what he talks about is this is really what drove him to success. This is what propelled him to get to where he wanted to go associating, doing these neuro associations where most people associate, you know, junk food with pleasure. But the people that are in such shape, they associate pleasure with staying in good shape and they associate pain with those foods. And this is something that I'm working on actually rewiring my own brain because it actually is an important distinction. Those things that, that we think are so good, have you ever asked yourself why? Ask yourself multiple whys deep. Can you even go past one why? You know, if I ask you, what do you love about um, cake? Well, it's sweet. Why? Well, it's how my body interprets it. Why? Do you know anything past that? Probably not. So you need to analyze things like this. You know, why do you associate with video games with pleasure? Well, it gives you dopamine kicks. First, you probably would say because I like it and that's what I do in my free time. And then why? Well, the reason you like it most likely is because of those dopamine kicks. So you must have these things in your brain. You must be able to have these neuro associations and be able to literally control them. And this doesn't happen overnight. This is something that takes takes a while to do. But over repetition, what gets repeated gets done. That's so important. What gets rewarded gets repeated as well. And the the interesting thing is what's what's really fascinating is from the uh, h3h3 papa john thing although it was a comedy podcast papa john did drop some knowledge you know he's a very successful man and to get to reach that level of success you must have to master these things you must have to 
associate pleasure with the reward of getting things done, of building the business, not the pain of doing things. Most people are so focused on the pain of doing the things that they're like, oh, let me just get this easy pleasure of watching TV or eating an ice cream sundae. No, 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 no. That's not what you want to do. Because then your reward structure is all off basis. What you want to do is go, okay, instead of, you know, three times a week, eating junk food, spending $30 on it. Let me save up that $30 for for a month each week, collect $120, and then go on a little retreat, go on a little vacation, get a Airbnb, go on like a weekend trip. And that helps you associate more pleasure with the correct things and pain with the wrong things. And that's really what you want to do, what you want to focus on. It's very important that you do this precisely with precision, because if you mess this up, your reward pain structure will be all, all off basis. And this is one thing that's so important with people that are driven. You know, there's kind of this thing with Bill Gates, who had the uh, quote unquote, 10 dark years, where he said, you know, from age 20 to age 30, I didn't take a day off, not even one. Many other people have these kind of dark years, they talk about Gary Vee has this, for example, when he talks about working in his dad's liquor store. And not going out, purely working, just grinding. You know, Pablo Picasso had the same thing, the dark years. And another way people look at this is Malcolm Gladwell talks about in his book Outliers is the 10,000 hours. The hours he thinks you have to put in, which I partially agree with. The only fallacy with this is people think they can cram all these hours into, you know, a single sitting or whatever and they don't take responsibility for, okay, I need to take a balanced approach. Step by step, you get ahead, not necessarily in fast spurts to this. I can't just cram all these hours into one day. No, no, no. You have to go, okay, it's better. What's better instead of doing four hours in one day is doing one hours for four days. That's much better. So it's very important that you can do this. You know, you, you want to dabble in things. And again, it's, it's important to make the distinction between what is being a jack-of-all-trades master of none and what is doubling down on your own brain and learning, investing in yourself, reading. These are very important distinctions. And it's really what you associate pain and reward with, pleasure and pain. If you associate pleasure with getting home from school, um, stopping learning, hopping on the TV, hopping on video games and gaming or watching TV then you're, the whole structure is all off. That's part of the reason why school is a bit messed up is because they don't help you restructure this. You should ideally associate pleasure with learning. And that's how Tony Robbins says, you know, he get really got his success. And that's what I'm really trying to do is you want to associate books and knowledge with pleasure. Because if you don't, there's no way you will try and accumulate knowledge. And if you don't accumulate knowledge, how will you turn that knowledge into power? It's kind of the impetus for, for obtaining power. It's very important that you understand this. And, you know, many times we try to override the system. For a while, we stick to a diet. We finally push ourselves over the edge because we have so much pain. We will have solved our problem for the moment. But if we haven't eliminated the cause of the problem, it will resurface. So ask yourself, what is the cause of the problem? You know, if you're struggling with diet, if you're struggling with your social life, if you're struggling with happiness, what do you see as the cause? Now, what do you associate with plain and pain and pleasure on a day-to-day basis. What do you do? Like, are you watching a lot of TV or playing a lot of video games? Are you on your phone all the time? What do you do? 
those things that you do all the time, you probably associate with pleasure. Most likely, especially if you have a nine to five job and those things you do afterwards, you kind of see that as free time. It's interesting. That's one of the things that I actually like about running my own business and being responsible for myself is nothing's really free time. Nothing's free time and everything is free time at the same time. (laughs) So really being able to manage my time correctly is very important. And it's one of the things that I have struggled with, but I'm trying to take this balanced approach because I have not in the past. So I'm learning right along with you guys. That's the most important thing. So think of an area in your life where, you know, you, you may have put a bandaid over this situation, but you haven't actually fixed the root cause. It's important that you fix the actual root cause. Think about it like your body. If you have an area, let's say, on your shoulder that keeps blistering up or keeps uh, getting inflamed and then pussy and then you have to put like uh, stitches or whatever you need to put over it and then it goes away and then it comes back, you can't just keep covering it up. You can't just keep doing that because you're not getting to the root cause of the issue. So once you can take a step back, look at the bird's eye view. I talk a lot about this. Taking a step back from things and looking at the bird's eye view, you'll be able to see what the actual, the reality is. And you want to face reality because your life is reality. That's why, you know, he talks a lot about people um, have these structures way off because when you mix alcohol and drugs in a situation, it doesn't matter how powerful you are. These things are chemically rewiring your brain. They're changing your um, neural makeup, basically. They really are. I mean, they're shifting the way your thoughts are created. And especially in formation stages, when you're starting a business, um, really not good for you at all. Tony Robbins actually talks about, uh, you know, growing up, his dad drank beer and he would get kind of loose and fun when he drank beer around the kids. And, um, you know, one day when I think he was like 15 or or maybe 14, he went in the kitchen and he's like, mom, I want a beer. Dad drinks beer. Dad is good. I want to be good. I want to be like dad. Give me a beer. She goes, okay, well, you'll probably get it somewhere else. So sit down. But here's the deal. You're not allowed to just drink one beer. You got to drink this whole six pack. She puts it on the table. He starts with the first one. Oh, first tastes terrible, but he doesn't admit it, obviously. He wants to be like his dad. So he takes a second, second taste. Ugh, keeps going. Finishes the first one, finishes the second one, finishes the third. It's starting to feel real queasy, real stomachy. And eventually, when he gets, I think, like the fourth or the fifth, he throws up all over the table, all over the kitchen floor, stinks. But in his brain, he associates throwing up that stench with beer. So like he says in this book, he's never had a drink since. And it's a very interesting story, even if he, it really doesn't matter even if he has done it, had a drink, because it shows you how to associate pain with, with, um, the the drug the substance and i honestly think alcohol is the worst one of the worst drugs really because it's so subliminal some people do it it's kind of a social norm that it's just accepted and a lot of people don't really think about the uh the consequences of this it's really really important to think about you know how it can mess up your reward structure you must remember that like we talked about everybody has these 10 dark years at least people with great impact, great success. 
And if you don't go through these 10 dark years, if you don't have this period of of really deep thought, of a uh, real focus, you won't be able to get through the toughest times. And the media shows you, you know, kind of the end result. The media will show you Bill Gates or Pablo Picasso at the end. They won't show you the beginning. People say overnight success. That's always such bullshit. Unless they literally won the lottery. Because it's really those, those little actions, those private victories that it took them to win to get them to get that public victory. And Bill Gates spent those 10 years alone coding. The media doesn't cover that. There's no camera on that. So you, what you need to understand further is the, the timeline of success, the exponential timeline of success in your life and the lives of others, what's reasonable. And you must understand that humans are sense creatures, you know, vision, hearing, taste, touch. And when you're consuming media, you're being bombarded with all these different senses, especially if you're watching TV, because all these different hearing, um, seeing all these different senses are kind of going about, especially what's interesting is if you associate, you will eat with TV or you will have a Sunday with TV. It's like the ultimate pleasure circuit. But if you can rewire that pleasure to be, okay, instead of consuming this and kind of decaying my brain, let me associate pleasure with accumulating knowledge. Let me associate pleasure with listening to great people, listening to podcasts like this, where you're absorbing knowledge, not just from me, I'm just simply the conduit. It's never my opinion. It's, it's what I have learned that I'm relaying to you. I, I spent so much time reading, studying, taking programs, learning from mentors, and I'm relaying the knowledge to you. It's so important that you're able to do this. And being able to do this, what ends up happening is you begin to sculpt your life in a different way. And when you can stick to it, and when you understand what, uh, I can't remember exactly who said this, might have been Voltaire, but the temptation to give up is greatest right before you're about to succeed. When you understand that, when you understand that most people stop 10 feet from gold, you will begin to rewire that brain and really focus down on what's important, what's truly important. And again, understanding the media sculpts you in a certain way. And I'll leave you with this. There are only two types of people in the world. Those who conquer fear and those who suffer and die from it. Alexander the Great. The fear is that pain, the fear of pain. So most people move away things with pain. Like working out, if you associate a ton of pain with working out, you're going to move away from that. But if you can begin to rewire your brain and go, okay, if I'm thinking long term, what's a be- is working out a benefit to my long term health, to my long term health, wealth, love, happiness? Yes. So let me associate pleasure with that because in the long term, that'll get me to where I want to go. I'm only associating pain with it in the short term. So when you can begin to do this, when you be, can begin to kind of rewire, recircuit your brain, which you truly can do, that's the neuroplasticity in your brain. Anyone can do this. The, the amazing thing about humans is our ability to adapt to the environment in which we find ourselves. And I want to thank you so much for listening. I hope you listen to this again and truly, truly internalize what I'm trying to relay to you. And a good book on this is uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time.